The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello there, I'm your host Peter Strachan. Welcome to Stockhead's Rock Yarn. Now, Jade Gas recapitalised late in 2021 through a $7.5 million new issue on the back of prospective coal seam gas assets in southern Mongolia. The company has embarked on an extensive appraisal and pilot gas testing project with early, very positive results being reported. Here to bring us up to date with the company's activities is the company's Chief Executive Officer, Chris Jamison. Well, welcome, Chris. Can you first begin by telling the listener about the career path that has brought you to Jade? Thanks, Peter, and good to be with you today. Yes, well, I mean, my path has been one that's very much had a financial focus. Historically, started with accounting, worked for Normandy Mining, but ended up more on the M&A side of things at Normandy. After Normandy, I, I moved to Ernst & Young, uh, where I worked on the transaction side over in the UK and in London and San Francisco in America. And so I did that for seven or eight years. Uh, came back, ran a family wine business, which was an interesting period of my life and very challenging, but most enjoyable. And then after that, I moved into the oil and gas side. And that was with uh, Beach Energy. And at Beach, I took on the role of uh, uh, investor relations manager and uh, started the investor relations function there. So I was at the beach for around about eight years and in the end I was um, in charge of uh, the external affairs area, so on the executive. And then after finishing at beach, I went out and uh, started a consulting practice. And so the consulting practice was very much focused on capital markets and uh, investor relations, which is sort of now my area of expertise as well as oil and gas. And so after three years consulting, an ex-colleague from Beach who was driving the Jade Gas IPO, we would keep in touch and, and the opportunity to come on as the CEO was raised and uh, I grabbed it with both hands. And really the the main reason for wanting to be part of the Jade Gas team is that the story is quite compelling and, you know, we're based in Mongolia. We have a permit down in the South Gobi Desert, which is, I guess you could say, highly prized in that it is adjacent to the Tavern Tolgoi coal bed uh, coal coal mine and uh, what we're doing is looking for gas from the extensions of the coal mine so so if we are successful with this project it, it could be game changing for Mongolia as a country it's really looking to decarbonize through an improved energy mix and cleaner fuel sources so uh, natural gas is obviously one of the key ways of doing that yeah so Chris Jade must have picked up on previous drilling in 2019, which in the basin, which showed potential for coal seam gas in this basin. How has that work informed Jade's current six well uh, exploration and appraisal program? Look, it was really important, Peter. Uh, so the, the eight wells were extensively cored. 
So there was around about 5,000 metres of core taken out of those wells. And what they uh, showed was that, well, one, there was a lot of coal, a lot of coal seams were underground in the areas that they were drilling. But more importantly, some of those were uh, uh, gas bearing. And so the, the only issue they had back at the t- back when they did it in 2019 is the technology wasn't in the country to properly assess the coals. So while it showed great promise and certainly was the foundation for the current drilling program, the information that was received or gathered from that program wasn't quite enough to sort of say, look, we've got something that's commercial here. And really, that's what uh, we're looking to do with the current program. Yeah, so I gather that the resource certification organisation RISC, R-A-S-K, has uh, used uh, this data to estimate prospective gas resources in the basin. So can you describe the known Tavern Tolgoy coal seams and Jade's tenement position over the field? Yeah, look, absolutely. A risk uh, completed a, what's uh, effectively a, an independent report that um, was done actually as part of the listing on the ASX. So risk has estimated that the permit itself has a prospective resource of 1,044 billion cubic feet of gas, uh, which is BCF, or just over uh, one TCF, which is actually uh, quite a substantial amount of gas. Now, this prospective resource, I guess if you looked at it in terms of categories of risk, is most probably the highest level because it's risk sort of looking at the area that we have around our permit, which is 665 square kilometres, and they've had a look at the previous drilling program and they've said assuming the gas-saturated zones or the the gas-bearing zones uh, go across the whole permit, then there could be a TCF in place. So so we have that uh, report, but the next step is really turning that prospective resource into a contingent resource, which will come from the information gathered from the current drilling program. So... The TCF of gas and the permit itself is held by us. We have 60% in the permit and the Mongolian government have 40%. So it's a joint venture. Uh, It's held by a company called Methane Gas Resource, which is the joint venture company. So it's nice having the Mongolian government involved as well. Yeah, so is Jade paying 100% of the initial work or is there some sort of heads up? Yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll be paying 100%. Um, there's a cost recovery element. So when it comes to the revenue side, when, when we commercialise or should we commercialise the field, then we would effectively be reimbursed as revenue comes in from the government. So they would start... Uh, receiving money once the full costs that we've incurred on their behalf have been paid. Yeah, oh, well, that's a, a good way to go. So Jade's activities in the coals are pretty much at a ideal depth of between 500 metres to about 1,000 metres. So would it be fair to say that Jade's activities will not impact on existing coal mines in that part of Mongolia, which would be much shallower. Yeah, well, that's absolutely true. I mean, coal is mined uh, at the surface um, and it's done that way because uh, you don't really generate enough revenue from the coal to justify going underground or going at depth. And And I think that 
key thing to get across is that while we are um, drilling into the coals, we're not actually chasing the coal itself. We're chasing the natural gas that sits within the coals. Uh, and this normally occurs around that, as you said, five to 900 metre area. And within that permit, um, we, uh, I mean, we, we've drilled the first well, Red Lake One, and we intersected uh, in total 145 metres of coal. Um, and of that, 58 metres were gas bearing, uh, which is an outstanding result. Um, and of those coal seams that we're chasing, there are three key seams of interest and we've labelled them seam four, seam three and, th and seam zero. And these ones are sort of at the, the deeper parts, anywhere between five to 900 metres. And they tend to be water saturated. And when they're water saturated, it means there's likelihood that the gas will be trapped on the coals. So they're the ones that we're really focused on. Um, and they are away from the Tavern Tolboy mine, which is at the surface, and then the seams dip down deeper and the water-saturated ones are the ones that we're chasing. So, Chris, uh, let's dive in a little bit more detail about that result you've just put out. And can you write, and after that, we'll just talk about the program ahead uh, for the two exploration wells and then the following four wells that will be cased and prepared for dewatering and uh, and flow testing so what have you found i mean you, you're taking these cores and you're going to do the desorption test work on site to find out what the coal saturation uh percentage is yeah so so there are a number of tests that will be done so the the well's being drilled to total depth of about a kilometer um, the next step is the logging side of things where you run what's called a, a BMR tool, a boron magnetic resonance tool, uh, and that effectively looks at gas content. So what is the makeup of the gas that's um, on the coals? Uh, we'll also, as you said, uh, be doing desorption work and, um, we'll all, and then uh, follow that up with a drill stem test as well. So the DST tool we've brought in from Australia um, and that'll be uh, occurring over the next week or so. And what the drill stem test will do is look at the permeability of the coals, which is another sort of critical factor in terms of commercialisation. So you're looking at a high level of methane in the, in the gas. You look, you're chasing uh, highly permeable coals. The ability of the gas to flow through the coals is very important. Um, and then there's also a thing called isotherm analysis that will be done, and that takes a little bit longer um, because coal core that we've taken from the well will need to be likely be shipped back to Australia and analysed. And the isotherm testing effectively says um, what is the capability of the coal in terms of how much gas can it hold. So once we've understood how much gas it could hold, we'll have a look at how much gas is there, and then we can see whether the coals are saturated or undersaturated. Um, and all of this builds the profile for uh, moving forward uh, with commerciality and, and pilot production. So Chris, I, I suppose the, the first flow tests from these wells will be water, and the rate at which the water flows is going to be a good indicator of the permeability of those coals. 
Yeah, look, absolutely. Uh, I mean, in a, the, we'll be doing a pilot production test um, in the second half of this year. And as, as you've said, that that test will be effectively a dewatering process. There might be some gas that, that uh, um, comes up the wellbore, but predominantly it will be having a look at how many barrels of water per day that we're getting out of the well. And, you know, if we're getting good levels of water, that means there's high permeability and good pressure, and, and that's what we're chasing. Yeah, and once the pressure gets down to a certain level, once you've pumped enough water, all of a sudden the gas starts desorbing from the coals and bingo, it starts to, to ramp up very quickly. And I know in Australian experience, the um, the these wells, coal seam gas wells, continue to, the, the growth of gas production continues for over three years. And some of them have gone up to like 3 million cubic feet a day of gas, you know, from over a three-year period. Yeah, look, absolutely. And, and then they can flow for 20 to 30 years. I mean, the gas levels drop off, um, but you're right. I mean, 3 million standard cubic feet a day is a, a good well for a coal seam gas well. Um, we'll likely be drilling vertical wells here. Uh, in Queensland, there's a lot of lateral horizontal wells uh, that are drilled into thinner coal seams. Uh, but we'll likely do vertical wells. But, yeah, absolutely anything from two to mil- two to three million scuffs of, of gas a day is a, is a great result. I know in the Powder River Basin in the United States where they began this technology, they were delighted if they got 250,000 cubic feet a day. So yes. the technology has <laughs> come a long way ahead and really depends on the price of gas, which we can talk about in a moment. So, um What's the uh, the program now? You've got this first well over the next uh, six to ten months. What sort of activity are you going to continue to drill these data wells, and then you're going to set up a a pilot project with four pilot holes? Yeah, look, correct. So we we have a six well program approved at the moment. Um, four of those wells will be extensively cored. Uh, two of the wells will be drilled. Uh, we'll core through the main seams and then case the wells, so put metal casing down, uh, and they'll be integral to the pilot program. One of the wells will be used as the pilot production well. Um, The other well will be an observation well. Um, Now, we still haven't approved it, but we ideally as part of year two and possibly bringing that forward, we might... uh, drill another two wells and case those. So ideally we'll have four cased wells for the pilot production program and one well will be producing and the other three wells will be observing how that well is interacting with the coal seams from the observation wells. They'll have gauges downhole which will give us uh, a lot of information about um, uh, you know, the, the pool, the interconnectivity of the various seams, so which is all, all pretty important. So, so that, yes, that's the plan is, is pilot production for the, from around mid-year to certainly at least the back end of this year, maybe early into 2023. Sure. So, Chris, what's your company's budget for this year for that work? So that work, I mean, in total is for the six well programs around about $2 million dollars. Um, the wells are, are certainly not as expensive uh, to drill in Mongolia as they are here in Australia. Um, 
But at the same time, they take a little bit longer. The rigs don't tend to have the same amount of, um, of horsepower as the rigs here in Australia. Uh, so it's around about $2 million, but uh, we'll also ideally be pulling some of that forward as we uh, um, look to possibly add another couple of wells. Um, it's also worth noting that we originally just had the one drilling contractor and because of the positive results that we've seen from Red Lake One, we'll be looking to, uh, or we've effectively engaged a, a second drilling contractor. So we should be spudding uh, a couple of wells over the coming one to two weeks, which is, again, pretty exciting. Very economical drilling compared to what it costs in Australia. And um, I know where you are in the Gobi is sort of fairly remote. So um, what's the potential markets for the gas? I mean, domestic power, you were talking about earlier, is there any opportunity to if you had enough gas to start piping it across the border into China or what sort of prices might be expected? Yeah, look, I think, I mean, our, our main focus is on Mongolia as it currently stands and will certainly be, uh, you know, once we get the pilot production going, if we have enough gas to actually get to a local market, um, we do have a gas distributor who has expressed an interest in uh, taking on any gas that uh, they can. Um, we also have the Tavern Tolgoy uh, coal mine there. They run a lot of diesel gen sets, so we could easily put a small pipeline to Tavern Tolgoy. Uh, and also there's local townships. There's, I, I hope I pronounce this correctly, but Dalan Zagad, which is uh, a small town of about uh, 15,000 people. So the the opportunity to set up a small um processing plant, a small uh, uh, gas-fired electricity plant is is quite realistic. You can get skid-mounted ones. So I think initially we'll certainly focus regionally. Um, should we commercialise the whole of the field itself? Um, one TCF of gas is a, a lot of gas. Uh, likely there would need to be a, a big investment in infrastructure, pipeline, possibly up to Ulaanbaatar, Ulaanbaatar is currently serviced um, by three ageing uh, coal-fired power stations. So ideally, if we could uh, get uh, gas up to uh, Ulaanbaatar, then uh, a new uh, gas-fired power station would be, I guess, a first port of call. And then if there was excess gas beyond the needs of Ulaanbaatar, then we could certainly look at northern China as well. Well, that's great, Chris. Um, what what can um, shareholders and investors look forward to over the next six months in terms of news flow? Well, I think there's just a constant flow of wells being drilled. You know, some of the wells that we're drilling are uh, obviously near historic wells, so really confirming information. But we do have a couple that are step outs that I guess will be slightly higher risk in, in that we don't we won't be as confident about what we intersect. Um, so there will be a lot of information around the coring of these wells, what we're seeing in terms of gas-bearing coals. There will also be a lot of information around the permeability of the coals, the gas saturation that we have of the coals, which is going to be very important from a commerciality perspective. And then we've got the uh, contingent resources that we'll be looking to book over the uh, area that we're currently drilling. So um, 
Yeah, so like plenty, plenty of news. Um, we're also always on the lookout for other permits within uh, Mongolia itself. So uh, um, hopefully that's a watch this space. Well, that's fantastic, Chris. Um, you're going to be very busy and we'll look forward to having you back in in July or August and you've got some more drilling results under your belt and we can have a better look at the resources that are likely. So thanks for coming into Rock Yarn today and we'll look forward to catching up with you later in the year. Great. Thanks, Peter.